0: What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Friday episode of Flippin' Bats. We got NL Central X-Factors coming at you. We got a Friday staple, Things That Make You Go. And there are a lot of really good ones as well. Tale of the Tape, Astros, and the Angels. We also got some Yankees news. Sean Casey has been hired as their new hitting coach. And Manfred made some comments about expansion in the two new cities and when it might happen. We're going to talk all about it. So, let's get to it. Five ball, onto the track, at the wall, it's gone! Home run! Turns on a ball, deep right field, and oh What a game, what a moment! Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Alex, thank you, Friday, thank you're always...
1: You, thank you. Dancing because it's Friday. i was going to say you're I'm always happy dancing every day. on happy Friday. is my vibe. Alex is literally dancing <laughs>
0: every second of every day. And it's you're great. welcome.
1: You're welcome.
0: It's great. Lots to talk about. I, I Seriously, I mentioned this yesterday. Yeah. I was very worried. We have shows every day, Monday yeah. through Saturday. And the two days after the All-Star Game are like, well... What what are you gonna? What do I do with my hands? Yeah, you send you me are, something you on You are Instagram. the
1: meme of, is it Kermit the Frog? I mean, it's Kermit
0: the Frog and yeah, like a sad and depressed,
1: like not knowing what to do with his life because there's no baseball on for two days. But yes,
0: I I did not need to be worried because no, there has gemmed. been so much so much that has happened, and with so many teams, including the New York Yankees, hiring a new hitting coach and firing their old hitting.
1: Coach. Yeah, which all happened kind of during right around the All Star break. Yeah. Um, but yeah, firing their hitting coach on, after their loss to Chicago, and then hiring Sean Casey, which just came out. I I, I, love Sean Casey. Okay, good, because I wanted to get your thoughts on this, because he's been, he's been an analyst since he retired, right? So now he's back in the game.
0: Oh, I don't have many thoughts on how he's going to be as a hitting coach. I oh. just love him as a peer.
1: Okay, a, okay. Then, then let's go about that. I don't, I
0: don't know. Like, I, you know, that's like, the guy knows hitting. He hit over 300 in his career. He's one of the nicest guys in the world, but how does that translate to being a, a hitting coach? And yeah. I've kind of had all over the place in terms of, not really all over the place. My professional hitting coaches, I had the same one for four of the five years. Okay. And um, we don't need to call any names out but he did not like he he was a latino guy and worked more with the latino players as opposed to the american players so i ended up in a very tricky position where i didn't really have a hitting coach a lot of my career and two of my four full seasons Mm -hmm. i made the all-star game at the at the break i was one of the best hitters in the league and then i would really struggle in the second half Mm -hmm. and really had like nobody to turn to So it was very difficult, but then the one one year in in pro ball, I had like the nicest, most positive guy in the world as a hitting coach, which I feel like will be Sean Casey. And there is positives and and negatives to that. I I, I don't know how Sean Casey will be as a hitting coach. The guy knows a lot more about hitting than than most people. Again, he hit over three hundred in his big league career. I just know that I love Sean Casey, and he's one of the nicest humans in the world. Uh, And he did say that he reached out already to Aaron Judge, Josh donaldson anthony rizzo harrison bader anthony volpe and what he said was interesting he said he senses there has been tension among the yanks hitters which one how could you not they're hitting like 231 as a team which is 28th out of 30 in all of major league baseball yes they don't have aaron judge and haven't for a lot of the year but that is not an excuse to be 28th out of 30 in terms of team offense.
1: No, you can't do that. And, and, and remember, he was also teammates with Yankees manager Aaron Boone. And Casey said, having Boone in the dugout was a huge factor in me taking the position with how well I know him, how much respect I have for him as a manager. So, I mean, that's really big, too, in these situations, having that chemistry between all of your coaches. But then if they already have that history as you said you love him as a person so that also is a huge factor coming in i mean these are professional athletes they are the best of the best they're here for a reason you're coming to support yeah. you're coming to do minor tweaks if they need it or you're there for support yeah. so it's just someone who the only question is is like he's been in studio since he retired yeah. in 2008 so it's is will there be some sort of a transition back into the dugout
0: i do think i i agree to a degree and disagree with what you just said about minor hey. tweaks and obviously in the middle of a season you're not doing like a full swing revamp exactly but I think people undervalue a little bit hitting coaches at the professional level because you think oh he's got Aaron Judge what the hell is he going to do with Aaron Judge's swing or what's he going to do with you know all of these superstars Giancarlo Stan Anthony Rizzo like what are you going to they know how to hit but it's not really about that and the problem when it's you yourself hitting is that you you often feel like you're doing the same thing but i can one month be the best player in baseball and then the next month i can feel like i'm doing the same thing but you're really not Mm -hmm. so you always need somebody out there I'll, i'll forever remember talking to miguel cabrera about this and miguel cabrera at the time of us having this conversation was already a surefire first ballot hall of famer and he was saying like i I talk to my hitting coach all the time, I need a guy that, it's almost a guy that can just say to you, Alex, you were doing this, yeah. you're now doing this, let's go look at the video and work on it. And it's support. Yeah, it is. It, it is, it is a lot of support and it's also just another set of eyeballs that can help you and know what you what you're doing, what you were doing and help you get back to that. And I hope a guy like Sean Casey can be the perfect fit there and you mentioned he was on MLB Network since his playing career ended, I yeah. think 2008. 2008. But what I'm, what I'm excited about and what it, I'm not worried about this is a lot of what he's done on MLB Network is breaking down guys' swings and talking about the baseball swing and slowing it down and doing all these slow motion drills. So I almost think it's going to be like a perfect, seamless transition over to the Yankees. And best case scenario for him, the first series he gets to be with the Yankees, they're in Denver at Coors Field. Where in the ball
1: just flies <laughs> out of the ballpark.
0: Yankees like scored 12 runs. Yeah. Look at Sean Casey. That, he's doing great. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. So, other big news that happened during the All Star break uh, Rob Manfred, commissioner, uh, held a press conference during the All Star game. It and is there, not the
0: party we were at with Rob Manfred. It was, was not the party, <laughs> but we did see him
1: at the players' party. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion and talk around expansions and and getting new teams expansion teams and he said he's looking to form an expansion pretty shortly after the future stadiums for the Oakland Athletics and Tampa Bay Rays are secured so obviously there's a lot going down with that but they're looking to go from 30 to 32 teams
0: yeah i think it's i think it's a great thing i'm yeah. excited to see expansion and that was one thing that was I, I was interested about with the situation and he clarified it there because we've heard him say before well, this is off the table until the Rays and A's figure out their situation. And then the logical conversation comes to, well, how long is that going to be? And not necessarily when do they figure their shit out, but when does everything get... Like, then how long does that next process take? Yeah. So for him to say, like, it's going to happen quickly once they figure out their situation, I think is is a good... I think it's good. I'm excited for, for expansion to go from 30 to 32, just because I, you know... I think the sport can deal with it. I think there's so much talent in the minor leagues right now in Triple yeah. A. It's hot prospects that we're not seeing called up, or guys that should be big. Leagues. I don't think it's gonna. What's the word I'm looking for?
1: Deplete the current team. Yeah,
0: I don't think we're gonna see a talent
1: loss. I mean, if you I will. saw it when I was working in the NHL when the Vegas team expanded, and then obviously the Seattle team expanded. Um, it's 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 fun. I don't know if it's gonna be similar where you get to protect a certain amount of players on your roster. Yeah, that and is then what and then the other players, the expansion teams kind of get like a little draft to pick who they want from each team. That is
0: what Because ha- it happened I what most recently with the Diamondbacks? Okay. And so it is a same similar process, which yeah, is interesting. It's exciting. Let's say, you know, I, I don't know when it, I, I would imagine. I don't know when we're gonna get expansion teams, but what's cool is if Justin's gonna pitch until he's fifty-five years old. Yeah. He could be one, you know, he's an older guy, still performing well. He could be a part of an expansion team, which would be really cool.
1: Where do you want two expansion teams happen?
0: Nashville, first and foremost. Nashville has been a spot that I think is extremely ready. It's also, um, they have everything, everything's there. Everything's ready. The organization is there. I love, they send me the Nashville Stars, and Dave Dombrowski was formerly the, like, sit-in, Baseball operations guy. He's since moved on to the Phillies and got that job. But they like have a full thing in place, yeah. and they're like ready to go. And they have for years and years. And it's just a, a perfect. You you remember this? We did a show months ago. I had just gotten back from Nashville, and it was quite the show. And it, because Nashville is quite the city.
1: Well, it's a lot great, of fun. and it's a great sports town too. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of people in and out of there constantly. So you not only have the locals who live there, but it's a great destination spot for for so many sports fans. And yeah. I actually talked to a bunch of the players at the All-Star Game on media day prior to the Home Run Derby, and I asked a lot of the guys, if you, if there were to be an expansion team, now we know there's going to be two, where do you want to see this happen? And Mookie Betts was my favorite response. Uh, without a doubt, he just goes, my hometown Nashville, it has to happen right now. Like, I've been waiting for this. It needs to be in Nashville. And his face just, like, just, he got so excited. That's cool. Yeah
0: um so nashville definitely won for me and then i have some uh, that one's like a definite for me and i i actually think that's a definite okay. i think nashville is going to be, be a one lock. of the two expansions and then the question becomes like i have some other cool ideas i think like i think there needs to be a team somewhere between like i think i think charlotte would be a good place Ooh, i think i okay. think new orleans would be a good place Ooh. but i but these are all i think we're gonna I think it's going to be another team, like, west of the Mississippi is what okay. I think is going to happen. So I think we're probably talking Salt Lake City or Portland is would be my best guess. Okay. I'm not saying that would be my favorite answer, but I don't think you can go, like, Nashville and Charlotte. Yeah. You know? Even though I think it'd be cool. I think they're going to go a team, a team on, on the east, east and, and a team, team more out west. That's so fair. I think probably Salt Lake City or Portland.
1: It's exciting, though. It is. Bottom line, yeah. it's exciting. So, yeah, we got some good baseball news during the all-star break but now let's get back to our weekly segment that we have started the X factors on each mm. team now remember we know the mvps we know the all-stars this is either a player someone involved in the organization somebody, somebody or some thing, or, thing or some group that can make or break the season for this franchise yes. so let's get started with the cubs who is the cubs x factor
0: the cubs for me it's Cody Bellinger i think I think Bellinger is almost the the ultimate like X factor kind of guy of, like, what are you going to get? Are you going to get yeah. MVP Cody Bellinger or are you going to get post MVP Cody Bellinger? And to be honest with you, we're closer to MVP Bellinger this year than we mm-hmm. have been um, for a long time. That's so great. he's playing really good. And the Cubs, the Cubs need that, you know, like they don't have an offense that's going to jump out at you obviously Dansby being the big signing in the offseason he's the shortstop of the future but they need some they need some big offensive production and I think it can be Cody Bellinger yeah but track record over the last few years says it won't be so the next factor for me is is Bellinger and it's so far this year um uh, it's been actually it's been cool we'll we'll talk about the Brewers in a second but it's not going to be Christian Yelich. but it's been cool that run with Bellinger and Yelich doing their thing. Yeah. They're both kind of getting back to being those, they're not MVP caliber right now, but they're both getting back to like being really good baseball players. And I think yeah. that's great for the sport. Cause All right. Cody Bellinger.
1: Moving on to the Cardinals. We talked a lot about them yesterday. Who's their X factor?
0: John Mazalak. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. it, this season is a failure because of him and the team he put out on the field, despite everything he wants to say about like underperforming and like, no, it's just been a hot mess. And you put together a, a pitching staff out there that was never going to compete or never, never able to be a top or top half of the league pitching staff in the game of baseball. So their biggest X factor is him and 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 what he's doing. <laughs> like yeah. and and whether he keeps his job or not. I and I know. Um, their owner, their ownership recently came out and said that he's, uh, he's going to have his job through his contract. So for now his job seems safe. Um, but what I, I have so many thoughts on him and the direction that he's gone with this team, the way he's handled, um, the, the leader in the dugout, he had Mike Schilt there, who was great and a finalist for manager of the year in the national league. And then that very right after that, he fired him and sent him out and brought in Ali Marmol because of philosophical differences, which meant Mike Schilt just wasn't going along with what he believed in, and he was kind of managing the team how he wanted to. Wasn't
1: going to be his puppet.
0: And he made that be known that that was not okay, shipped him out of town, brought in somebody new, and this organization that has been known as a winning organization has now tumbled because of it. And the X factor is him, what he does, and, and whether he keeps his job. But he did just say, as we talked a lot about yesterday, we are going to be trading people.
1: Yeah, people who might not be here next year, and, I mean, they are they're far out of it. So, yeah, they are going to be sellers in a couple of weeks yep. here. Well, let's move on to the Brewers. Who is their X Factor?
0: The Brewers' X Factor for me is a former teammate of mine, Willie Adamas, because mm-hmm. this Brewers team desperately needs offense. That's yeah. kind of – this has been the same story we've talked about the Brewers for the last few years. Good pitching. Yeah. You know, you have Corbin Burns, and they've dealt with some injuries to Woodruff and Freddie Peralta, but good pitching, great closer, can they hit? And Willie Adamas is a guy for me that has proven he can be an all-star, okay. but he can also really struggle at times, and, and that's kind of a theme with these X factors. If, if you're getting an all-star year out of him, if you're seeing all-star Willie Adamas, it completely changes this team, a team that I would now pick to win the NL Central. And he's a big reason for that. So he's my X Factor on this team, and I believe he's going to have a good second half.
1: Moving on to the Pirates. Who is their X Factor?
0: Good old Bob Nutting, the owner (laughs) of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Because, simply, do you want to win? Yeah. That's a a question that every single owner should be able to say, hands down, I want to win, and I'm willing to do anything to win Major League Baseball games. And I don't know if that's his answer. Hmm. And this year, we've, I I guess, started to see a little shift with, with the Pirates. Like, they played better for a while, and we've seen them sign some of their guys. But I'm still not convinced that Bob Nutting is committed to putting the best product out on the field as opposed to making the most amount of money that he possibly can. So the X Factor is simple. Like the guys on the field can only do what they can do. Yeah. And he's the guy that has the keys to everything. And do you want to have the keys to a Ferrari or do you want to have the keys to a Honda Civic? And right Ooh. now I would say Bob Nutting is leaning more towards a Honda Civic. No, no offense to anybody listening right now, driving down the road in a Honda Civic, but,
1: you but get wait, point. when you own You'd rather have a Ferrari. You want, yeah, <laughs> if you have the option to have the best exactly. and you can have the best, you should have the best. Exactly. Okay, let's move on to our final team who's become one of the more exciting teams in the last month due to one player the cincinnati reds it's who you got the
0: ultimate x factor yeah it's ellie de la cruz and ellie de la cruz might be the x factor of of major league baseball right now we've seen the reds since he's come up he what 23 and 6 is that what i said yesterday 23 and 6 since he's come up And he's been a massive reason for that. He does it all. He hits for power. He has speed. He has a rocket for an arm. He plays good defense. He can hit for average. And and, and he's turned this franchise around from the second he came up. When he came up, they had a 2.2% chance of making the playoffs. And they now have a 33% chance. It's
1: like between 33
0: and 36, I think. yeah. Uh, Over a 30% chance of making the playoffs. And yes, they have other guys that are absolutely a reason why. Matt McLean, Spencer Steer, uh, TJ out in the outfield. I mean, these guys are are a good and fun baseball team. But none of them are Ellie de la Cruz. And I don't think there are, there's, I don't think, I don't think there's anybody in baseball right now that is LA De la Cruz. Switch hitter can do it all from both sides, is super fast. I mean, he is, he's a difference maker for any team in baseball. And right now, he's being the difference maker for the Cincinnati Reds.
1: Yeah, I, I think we mentioned it yesterday, too. When people are talking about baseball right now, they're talking about Shohei Ohtani and Ellie De La Cruz. We so, heard at the
0: All-Star. I mean, everybody's, yeah. like, Everyone talks wanting about to it. talk about him, saying, like, how cool it would have been to have him in the Derby. Yeah. or. Uh, it was the timing of it was. It was right when we were getting there. Was when like the day before is when the stolen base stuff happened. Yeah. So stole every base. Uh, everybody was there. Everybody there was talking about him. I mentioned yeah. yesterday he's in a commercial with Alex Morgan and Odell Beckham Jr. as and he's a, a Major baseball. League Baseball he's, he's player. The representative. Baseball player. They didn't yeah. go with Aaron Judge and, and I under they might have asked other people, but you know, yeah. The baseball representative wasn't Aaron Judge. It wasn't Shohei Otani. It wasn't Mike Trout. It wasn't Julio. It was Ellie De La Cruz, and I think he's the ultimate X Factor in Major League Baseball.
1: I love that. This is great. Great. And that wraps up the segment.
0: All right, we'll get off stage.
1: Yeah, we'll move move back to our seats. Uh, And get ready for our favorite segment.
0: I think that's fair.
1: Well, Eh, one of them.
0: No, because I always call This Week in Otani News my favorite
1: segment. That is. Okay, so But this is definitely one of my favorites. One of the more fun segments. Yes. Things that make you go... Hmm. 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 <laughs> Are you ready for I'm it? ready. I'm, yeah? I'm locked and loaded. Is everyone ready for it? Yes. Our first things that make you go, hmm. Adley Rutchman switch hitting in the home run derby.
0: This was awesome. And I know we talked about it a good bit that night if you were listening to the post derby show, and it, it's just, we've never seen it. And we knew he had the possibility. Obviously, we knew that because that is what he does. He is yeah. a switch hitter. But normally what you see from switch hitters in a derby is they'd go up left-handed because most switch hitters have more power from the left side. One of the one of the only few times I could think the opposite is when Lance Berkman, who also had more power from the left side, hit right-handed because of the Crawford boxes in, in left field in Houston in 4 mm. because that's super close. So he did that. But – this has never happened where a guy went up left-handed and then switched around in that round. It was just, it was really, really cool to see. And it was one of the cooler moments. It was one of the cooler moments from that Derby and from the entire all-star week for me, just because of, it was just so cool to see him go out when he hit right-handed. And he, I think he missed one, like every other ball he yeah. hit from the right side was a Homer. I was completely fascinated by it. And so were a lot of the players that, uh, I talked to and that we talked to that next day, I asked a lot of them like, hey, Adley went up left-handed and then switched around right-handed. You were down on the field. What was the reaction like down there? So let's play a little bit of that. Adley Rushman goes up there left-handed, switches around to right-handed. What was the reaction like down there? Oh man, everyone was going crazy. He asked me before the derby like, hey, should I hit lefty or righty? And then he goes out there and hit both and hit a lot of homers. He's like, it was unbelievable performance by him. How many homers you hitting left-handed? Oh, maybe one. <laughs> and when he went righty, he just hit homers the whole time. It was unbelievable. So, man, that guy's a special player. Baltimore is very lucky to have him, but that was fun to watch. I think it's cool how much baseball players are fans of what's happening around them.
1: There was so much respect for that moment with Adley Rutchman, and then obviously what Julio Rodriguez did. But every player that we talked to was so present and in that moment. And excited to witness it in person yeah. So that that was really cool to see.
0: I just I, I do I, just listening back to that. like everybody's so like invested in, into the moment and although they are the best in the world at what they do, they're yeah. also like really intrigued or interested in what other people are doing. and obviously what we just played there. But so many of the players I was talking to would say like, I had to I had to go get a photo with with Shohei like I I went right in the locker every single and one with Shohei and got a picture every with him. single like one I, I couldn't believe it and it's like you are one of the best players to ever play baseball and that's your first thought is like I need a picture with Shohei and that's, that's they
1: appreciate cool. greatness yeah the the greatest appreciate greatness so that was yep. fun okay let's get to our next things that make you go hmm Rob Manfred says number one disappointment is A's leaving Oakland.
0: Do do we believe that? Well, like, do we believe his number one disappointment right now is the A's leaving? Because literally just a few weeks ago, he was making fun of A's fans for the revoi- reverse boycott, saying, yeah. uh, uh, paraphrasing here, but it's about time they had an average amount of fans at a baseball game when they did their reverse boycott. Yep. Which was, I I thought a commissioner of a league shouldn't be saying that. I think no. many would probably agree with that. So just interesting for him to now come out and say like that's his number one disappointment. I think he there I I think he probably wanted it to work out in Oakland. I think a lot of people wanted it to work out yeah. in Oakland. But uh it's just the reason it made me go hmm is because we're literally 2 weeks ago talking about him making fun of the fans and yeah. now he's saying it's his number one disappointment. No, I get it. Yeah.
1: All right. Next things that make you go hmm. The Yankees add a sponsor patch To their jersey.
0: I... George Steinbrenner would have never allowed this to happen. (laughs) He is rolling over in his grave. The New York Yankees, who won't allow a speck of facial hair to show up on your cheek, are allowing patches on their jerseys because they're making $20 million off of it? Yeah. George Steinbrenner would never. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? This is crazy. One... We should have a full conversation on the fact that the Yankees still won't allow players to have any facial hair. That's crazy. Yet they're doing they're just willingly putting patches on jerseys They're It's it's ridiculous. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not most teams in Major League Baseball are now doing it. But. You know, I, I'm I am shocked that the Yankees are one of them. It's the pinstripes. They're a classic uniform. They don't have the names on their black on on their back. It's just the clean black pinstripes or dark blue or whatever yeah, it is. Sometimes the, the dark blue looks black. I don't know. Black pinstripes, white, the classic logo, and the number on it, and that's it. Yeah. And now they've sold out for for the money to put a patch right there, which I don't think would have ever flown 20 years ago
1: no which is again it's completely normal these days for sports teams and franchises to do that but the reason it's weird for the Yankees is they still hold on to so many old school traditions and that's why it's weird and the, this is the one that they're caving to for the money
0: the facial hair
1: thing is it's, so it's, ridiculous that's like some some men look better with beards and feel better with beards and look better with mustaches like let them have it
0: yeah. I got it, it
1: feels like certain high schools when you weren't allowed to have like certain lengths of hair and facial hair and like, you it's, I think they that's what it ha- feels like.
0: I think they can have a must. Can they have a mustache? Do we know the answer? They can have a mustache, Okay, but that's it. like nothing like no beards, no hair below the shoulders, I believe. But like it just, it's so they do so many things. It, actually, it's just weird. This might be an honesty hour next week. Honestly. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: Let's do that. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to our next things that make you go. Hmm. <laughs> Shohei Otani was most excited to share the dugout with Jose Ramirez at the All-Star Game. It
0: just like came out of nowhere. Like yes. for Jose Ramirez to be the like they're not in the same division, so they don't play each other super often. And I just like there were of of a, all the players that he could have possibly named, I would have never guessed that he's most excited to share the field with. Jose Ramirez, but that is absolutely what he said, and the clip of it is, is great, so let's listen to that. Who is that player that you're excited to meet here and you're looking forward to talking to? Uh, yeah, well, um, Jose Ramirez, La Paula, he's one of uh, so his favorite guys. Um, obviously, they're on the opposite teams, but when they play each other, they communicate and have a good conversation. He's a really funny guy, really nice guy. He is really funny. <laughs> well,
1: like, Otani's a goofball. If you, if yeah. you see him on the field oh, yeah. in the dugout, he's always messing around with everybody, which I also loved because when he was like live on the broadcast, you saw like Vladdy come behind him yeah. too. And like was kind of just like agreeing with him having fun and he turns around and laughs with like Vladdy. So you can tell like that's 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 who he is. That's what he likes. Yeah. He likes to laugh. He likes to have a good time. And whoever that is, you are now Otani's favorite player. Yeah,
0: I'm not I, there's no uh there's no Judgment here no. by any means. I was just shocked to hear it be Jose Ramirez. So
1: I want to know why he's so funny now.
0: I need to know. I need to know why Like, so like
1: what is Jose Ramirez talking about? What are his jokes? What's his style of like humor?
0: Does, we got to know now. Does Ipe speak Spanish?
1: I don't know. That's a good question.
0: Because the communication there gets complicated <laughs> at a certain <laughs> point. Unless I don't know how good Jose Ramirez is. Well, English
1: we'll right. find. We'll, we'll dive into that. Will we? Maybe I'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll text. But it was great. Great yeah, answer. That
1: was great. Okay, our next things that make you go, hmm. Nick Castellanos' favorite superhero is Scooby-Doo.
0: This might be my favorite clip to come from anybody at any point <laughs> of the entire All-Star break. And I will, I can't even make sense of it to you, so we will just let you listen to it. Here is that audio. Everyone was asked their favorite superheroes. Yeah. You said Scooby-Doo. Sure. All right. I didn't realize Scooby-Doo was a superhero. Can you kind of explain his superhero lore? I mean, well, first off, he's a dog, right? And he can talk. Fair enough, okay. And, and he saves, he's, he's, he solves mysteries. So I think that a dog that can talk and helps people by, saving, by solving mysteries, I think, is a superhero. Checks off all the superhero boxes, has special skills, and he helps people. Correct.
1: the stone cold look after he says he's a dog and he can talk and then he just stares at the reporter was hilarious
0: that's nick that was hilarious he he came on flipping bats either last year or two years ago and i remember i asked or i texted him about it and he still has a flip phone because he's he has a he has a flip phone and he's had it forever because he just doesn't want to (laughs) get
1: social media. But
0: that's that's just him. Like and that's the kind of guy he is and that's how he answers questions and having him on was really cool because that he he's a really like deep guy and yeah. he'll like really have really deep and awesome conversations and um I remember afterwards I think he was talking to Justin about something and was like, "Yeah, I don't really do many things like that, but I wanted to go on because it was Ben." So it was really cool Aww. to like have Nick on because he gives he gives answers like that. Yeah. And, but it, like it's not like you just asked me as my favorite superhero, and I say Scooby Doo just because. Like, oh, he's no. thought about that. Oh, he's had many thoughts about. Oh, that. Oh yes, he did. Yeah. The it, the answer was more like, why wouldn't Scooby Doo yeah. be a superhero?
1: <laughs> Duh. So is he not on social media because he doesn't? He have has that
0: a app? social media now. I, it's I, I I'm not sure if he runs it. Okay. But he's coming more along with the time. I mean, his but. clips are gold. Yeah.
1: They are viral gold. So he should.
0: But it was funny. I it's remember. Good
1: for the brand. I think it was.
0: I think it was early last year. I don't know. But I, I I know he has a flip phone. But I texted him, and, like, a f- couple minutes later, I get, like, a phone call because he doesn't want to – and it's probably T9. It probably takes a while to text. So he's like, oh, <laughs> the old school way. I'll just pick up the phone.
1: I love a caller. I'm a yeah. caller. So that's
0: – I'm a FaceTimer.
1: Yeah. That's a little too invasive pending where you're at, you know? I well, it like depends a call. On,
0: it depends on who it is. Like and also, my brother like, then if you're in public, face-time. then you're
1: on speaker in public, and I don't like those – I don't like that. I, I'm not one of those people. You, you and your brother are one of those. Anytime Ben's like this on a f- call, I'm like, oh, he's talking, he's talking to Justin. They just constantly are on Facetime. That's the story for another day. Let's get to our next <laughs> things that make you go, hmm. Ronald Acuna Jr. Wa- rocking a chain of himself on the red carpet.
0: This was this was this chain was unbelievable. I don't even know where to be. It's beautiful. It was the the detail. I guess the celebration or the thing he does when he like gets on base is the too small, you know, the too small motion where you, you know, everybody's seen it. And if you haven't, if you're watching, you can see what it looks like, but he's doing the two him. He's doing his necklace is him doing the too small motion. in like what I can only imagine is thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of diamonds. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Hundreds
1: of thousands of dollars in diamonds. Yeah, probably. To get a little more thousand, specific. If not a
0: million dollars. Yeah, but it was it was close. It was it was really cool. I liked it. Not something that I could ever pull off, but he can.
1: Yeah. Love the swag. Here you for you. You should swag. do
0: that. What would your if you got a diamond necklace of you of yourself doing something, what would it be? That's probably that's that- <laughs>
1: Yeah, that emoji no I like classic It's it's got to be symmetrical I have OCD so it's like everything has to be like the same all the way around but I have diamond necklaces you've seen it I wore it at the all-star game oh, I you- like it I have like my diamond hoops I got like my bracelets shout out to Pasha fine jewelry <laughs> who <laughs> like hooked me up with everything. Are they
0: paying you for this? Did they give you that?
1: They loaned me a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. its it, it, They're beautiful. They're amazing. Um, that's why I know like how much that probably was, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I can't imagine.
1: We need to get you hooked up with some ice. Yeah. Ben with Ben some Verlander
0: ice. and his ice. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: which would be crazy. You know me. Okay, we got one more. Speaking of money, we got one more things that make you go, Hmm. Yeah, flipping bats, spending $1,000 on a fish.
0: <laughs> you damn right we did. Yeah. When in Seattle, they say, go to the fish market uh. and buy a $1,000 fish. Now, the story behind it is actually a lot more than just that, and it was not the original plan to buy a $1,000 no. fish. But we ended up doing this twice because uh, our best friend, Joel McHale, came and met up with us later in the day to do the gum wall and the fish market. But when we first got there, we had a little bit of time on our hands. So you and I went up into the fish market and bought a fish and caught it. Now that fish was still expensive. I mean, it was like a $200 fish. So we, we go do our thing with Joel. We're walking all around the area and he takes over doing his improv because that's who he is and he he's awesome and steals the show. Then we went down to the gum wall and then we were like, Hey, I convinced him hey old buddy old pal you want to go to the fish market you want to go catch us? a fish and he was like yeah sure because I think we're, I legitimately think we're good friends with Joel McHale now but another story another day
1: he also said it's like a very touristy thing and he grew up there so it's yeah. not something that the locals go and do often is to go catch a fish so this was his opportunity to be a tourist yeah with us. I don't
0: think he had ever done it because I was it. like do people not come down here and do this and he was like no nobody does this yeah. tourists do this everybody comes down here as a tourist to do this so we go in there and this is the bit we're getting this on from every single angle
1: we got a crowd going yeah
0: naturally him and all of us were like we need the we need the biggest fish to yeah. do this so they're like we have this really big one do you do you want to do it with this and we're like yeah sure so they do their whole thing. They put on a show in there. It's yes. a performance. They're chanting. They're yelling. They're throwing it back and forth. They throw it up to Joel. He catches it and like shows it off and immediately like takes a bite of it. <laughs> so we're that kind of ends the the scene. We got our video, we got the shot, and we go up to the guy and we're like, hey, we definitely want to pay for it again. You can yeah. either you can either keep it or donate it. Yeah. And we were like, Yeah, we'll 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 buy it, and Joel can do whatever with it, but can we switch it out for, again, one of the $200 ones? And they were like, yeah, absolutely, you could have, but yeah. Joel bit it yeah. twice. twice. <laughs> you can't, we can't put that back with all the other fish. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that that checks out. We cannot put that one back. And Joel was like, well, I'll take it. I'll oh, yeah. take it home to my mom. So shout out Mama McHale, who's probably still eating Fish for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks because it was $50 a pound. It was massive. It
1: was $70 a pound. Was
0: it $70 a pound? It was.
1: It was a massive fish. But Joel was so excited. They prepped the fish for him. He was recording the whole thing, taking photos with everyone back there. I mean, he was calling it, mmm, sashimi, this is great. Just like that's why he took a bite of it, like when he caught the fish. But it was all a part of the experience, right? He had a great time. (laughs)
0: It, and we walked away with a great story. It it was great. It really was awesome. And that was like the end of our day, but I feel like he didn't want to leave. We were just all hanging it. out and like
1: He had to fly to London to go do like a quick show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he couldn't even go to the he was in the celebrity home run or the celebrity softball game. Yeah. But couldn't even go to the all-star Actual game All-Star in game. his hometown, which was not something he was super. But proud shout of. out
1: again to Joel McHale because we had a blast. I hope you had as much fun as we did hanging out with you. Do you want to be best friends? Maybe.
0: Please, please, pretty
1: <laughs> call me, <Pretty> please. Yeah. <laughs> we miss <laughs> you. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> we love you. Well, that wraps up things that make you go, hmm, and leads us into Tale of the Tape. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to do an AL West rivalry matchup this week, which is the Astros and the Angels, kind of both on opposite spectrums right now. The Astros were struggling at the beginning of the season, and then the Angels were doing great. But recently now, the Astros have really turned things around. They're on the up and up. The Angels went 1-9 one in nine in their last ten games leading up to this. Mike Trout got injured, so there's there's a lot going on, and this series uh, can it can widen the gap either which way it goes.
0: Alex, I don't mean to be overly dramatic here, yeah, but this series could be the beginning of the Angels organization burning to the ground for a long, long time. Yeah, it they have what fifteen. 15-ish days left to the
1: trade deadline till
0: the trade deadline and I I don't think they're going to trade Shohei but like if they if they don't start winning in this series like they're going they need to be sellers is Shohei going to be part of that I don't know but either one way or another they're going to need to be sellers and then if they're still stinky they're not going to make the playoffs and Shohei's Shohei's gone yeah and it all this series is It is important for them for so many reasons and not just this year. Like this series, if it goes poorly, could be the beginning of shaping the franchise for a long, long time to come.
1: And they are currently in fourth place in the AOS seven games behind Texas and let's get to the wild card. Five games out of the wild card spot.
0: Yeah, so, so not dead, but again. There is
1: hope, but like you have to do it now. And again, and Mike
0: Trout just went out. So yeah. they're five games behind right now, but they without haven't had Mike much Trout. time without Mike Trout. We're yeah. about to get all of the extended time without
1: Okay, him. so we're going to go through, pick which offense, defense, managers, starters, and bullpen we think is going to do better this weekend. Let's get started with offense. Who you got, Ben?
0: offensively, I will take the Astros, especially without Mike Trout in the lineup. Uh, It's, look, it's, it's this is the Astros. They have, Jordan's not even in the lineup right now, though he's coming back, but just the lineup is so deep. They end up with, you know, you could plug, when Jordan's in the lineup, when everybody's healthy, you have Kyle Tucker as like a sixth guy in the lineup, and I know everybody's not healthy right now, but still, they are a much, much deeper lineup and a much deeper offensive team and I, I took the Astros here.
1: Yeah, uh without Mike Trout and the way the Angels have been playing their last 10 games going 1 and 9, it is hard to pick against the Astros right now. And uh I also went with Houston for offense this weekend. I mean, they have more home runs or better in extra base hits, walks, average slugging. I mm. Let me take that back. Angels have better numbers. They have more home runs, better in extra base hits, walks, average slugging. But because of the stretch that they are on these last 10 games leading into this and without Mike Trout and the run that Houston's on right now and the momentum that they have, I went with I went with Houston. Yeah. yeah. All right, defense.
0: Uh, defense, I also went with the Astros. And I just... This is the eye test. I just watch a lot of Astros games and a lot of Angels games, and the Astros have a better defense, so that's my answer.
1: I also went with the Astros, and I'll add just they have a better fielding percentage, which I know you don't like these. They have less errors committed. Um, Yeah, also with the Astros. Let's move on to managers.
0: Astros, Dusty Baker. Love me some Dusty Baker. Every time I I think Dusty Baker now, I'll think of all of his press conferences at All-Star Games where – there's always some great quotes, but literally the one we just heard from him is when we were up on he was up on stage <laughs> and they said, "Dusty, who's going to win the home run derby?" And he said, well, "I don't know, who's in it." <laughs> How do you not love the guy? And now world series champion manager Dusty Baker, uh he's a Hall of Famer. I went with him.
1: Yeah, I also went with Dusty Baker for all the reasons you just mentioned. He's a legend, one of the best in the game. World Series winner, three-time manager of the year, three-time All-Star team manager, which you can tell everybody loves Dusty. Yeah. Just being out there and seeing all the All-Stars around him. He has so much respect and so much history in this game. So, yeah.
0: Alex, I uh,
1: – I'm nervous. I know. I, this is hurting my soul a I little bit.
0: When I was when we were doing That's this, insane. I was thinking if Alex doesn't go – if there's any opportunity for Alex to go Angels, it would probably be in the first three. So I think I see the writing on the wall here. For I know. What's, what's so let's coming. get
1: to starters and. Um, do is... you want me to go through the matchups? Sure. Let's go through the matchups. Okay. So on Friday you have JP France against Shohei Ohtani today, tonight.
0: Okay. I mean Shohei.
1: I'm going to take Ohtani. Same. Saturday, Framber Valdez versus Reid Detmers. Okay. Are you taking? Framber. Yep. Sunday, Javier against Tyler Anderson. Yeah, it's it's the Astros. Sh- Definitely, but Shohei's. I think gonna take Friday, but I think the Astros have Saturday and Sunday.
0: Yeah, I always when we do this forget to look at the match. I just That's I always just for. do the rotation, and then I realize like there are matchups at play. Um, so my answer is always like who has the better starting rotation. But my answer now for who has the better starting rotation and who has the better matchups in this series is is the Astros. Um, if the Angels don't have Shohei on the mound, they are having they're having problems this year. You know, Patrick Sandoval. I I I really expected Patrick Sandoval to take a huge turn this year for the better, and he's had really good moments, but some you know a mediocre season. Sort of the same with Reed Detmers. Um, Tyler Anderson has not been the starter that they were expecting uh, after that that career year last year to sign him to what they did and for him to be – he's had a bad year. It's just not been pretty for for the Angels, and the Astros have a, a good rotation even with um, – still a, a really good starting rotation, even with the departure of Justin, the injury to Lance McCullers, um, Hunter Brown being up and down. Injury to Urquidy. Um, mm-hmm. You know they've they've been dealing with a lot as a as a rotation, but they've been getting through it, and they have the arms to to be good.
1: Well, yeah, I also went with the Astros. I think I explained that off of the yeah. off the top when I was going through the matchups and who I was going to take. Um, I mean, this series is going to be on Shohei's shoulders, on the mound and at the plate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's move on to our last one. I mean, there's no question about it. the Astros it have is. one of the best bullpens in baseball. So yeah. we we, we both, both just went Astros for every. Do
1: you know, this, is this a, how much this like hurts. My this heart is the first time we've ever this. done this. I know.
0: I know it hurts your heart. It's, it hurt your heart yesterday to admit that the Astros are possibly are. It hurt your heart to admit that the Astros are currently the team to be in the AL again.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: And now the very next day, you have to do Astros against your former squad. And you pick all Astros. We should probably get that off the screen quickly in case anybody's watching. There's a
1: sad here. face over here. Okay, I don't feel good about it. Angel <laughs> um, fans, let me just yeah, tell you that the
0: Astros have the best one, best bullpen in baseball last year. Still a very yeah. good bullpen this year. And look, it, it, this could the Angels win this series? Sure, they could, but over the course of a long haul, there's no. The Astros are the better team. They're built better, and especially without a guy like Mike Trout, the Angels are built around Mike Trout and Shohei Ohtani. Without one of the two of them,
1: you crumble. They
0: they can't they can't compete with the elites of the league. And baseball is baseball. Anything could happen in a three game series. The Angels could very much so win this, but the the matchup on paper is a is a mismatch. These two teams are are heading in opposite directions right now. And uh, I, I don't know if the Angels are going to be able to hold on without Trout. It's about what we've seen from them hasn't been terrible this year. It was very good. They were in a playoff That's spot not I'm too saying. long like, ago. That's what i Like,
1: ask me this, like, a month ago. When the Angels were doing great and the Astros were struggling, I think this would have been a very different tale of the tape.
0: I, I the, think the only thing that might have been different is, is offense. offense. The Astros, you wouldn't take – what else are you going to take the Angels –
1: I'm just saying they would have had more of a chance in this series. I yeah, again, yeah, when yeah. you put it on paper, yeah, numbers are different. But, but they
0: do have the best player. We should have do. added one category of who has, who has Shohei the- Angels, and then <laughs> and then that, that could have.
1: And they need to win to keep them. They,
0: exactly. Yes. Yeah. So uh, there's your tale of the tape. Big series for, big series for the Angels. It is huge. There is a lot riding on this next two weeks of baseball for them and a lot riding on the future of this organization. And I really think the only way that Artie Moreno would even consider trading him is if they go like, you know, three and 12 over the next two weeks, which I don't think they're going to do. So there's a legitimate chance. He just holds out hope that this is going to be a playoff team. And, and I don't know if that's the right choice. It's not. It's
1: brutal. I mean, we, we broke that down yesterday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That That's, was yesterday. It all blends together.
1: It is. What what are days?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's Friday. There we go. It is
0: Friday. And that does it for this Friday episode of Flippin' Bats. Thanks Good
1: for stuff. hanging out with us. Yeah. Thanks we for We had out. fun. Have a great weekend.
0: Enjoy the weekend, everyone. This one has been a blast baseball as always. Baseball is back. We'll have John Smoltz. We do Saturday with Smoltz around here, so make sure be on the lookout for that every single Saturday. We got a lot to talk about, so we have, we've had a lot. Now baseball games are back underway. Tonight they get back rolling, yep. thankfully. A lot of Shohei starts on the mound tonight. Justin starts on the mound tonight. Uh, I will be watching everybody. Yankee's <laughs> got a new be, hitting
1: coach starting tonight. Yankee's got a
0: new hitting coach. Baseball is back up and rolling. The last two days are like the worst two days in sports uh, all year long because there's literally like nothing happening. Yep. But uh, we found that there was a lot for us to talk about. So thank you all for listening to this Friday episode. Of Flippin' Bats. Make sure you're subscribed anywhere you listen to your podcast. We're also on all social media Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Threads. You can watch on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Thank you all for listening, and until next time, have a great weekend, everyone.